One morning I walked into a church, but it wasn't on a Sunday. I looked around and I saw the empty seats, the sun glistening through the dust in the air. At first I was distraught at the sight of the empty chairs, but then I was filled with joy. I realized that the people who were once in those chairs were now outside of the building, working at their jobs, serving in their communities, laughing with their co-workers and growing with their families. They had the opportunity to be the church, not just sit in it. When will we be like them? When will we see the opportunity given to us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, bringing hope into the world? Stained glass can't pray for the sick. These walls can't preach the gospel, but you can. The building you're sitting in is just a building. But if you trust in Jesus, then you are the church. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, good morning, my beautiful family. All right, I want you to look around this room. This is your family. This is your family. It is so great to have all the little kiddos here in the room. And as I made, made my way down from my office this morning, there was a little bit of panic in the air. People are like, oh my gosh, we need more chairs. We need... And I made sure that I said to everybody who was like, we need more chairs. Remember, that's a good thing. Like, that's a good thing. And so I want to tell you right from the beginning that today is truly a day of celebration. Today is a day, family, where we have gathered not in the church, but we have gathered as the church because we are the church. Will you shout that out? We are the church. All of us, young and old, black and white and Hispanic and Asian, not caring about what political party you affiliate with. Not allowing the things that this world says should divide us. We're keeping our eyes on the prize, amen, family. We're keeping our eyes on what really matters. And in wondering what I would wanna say to you today, the first thing I wanna say is you're probably gonna hear some kids cry out and some kids run around and all that stuff, Let's all just be cool with that, all right? The kids are in the room today, and we like it. We like it. Now, I want to tell the kids, there's some adults around here that might be running around here. Adults, you're not allowed to be messing around. All right, all right, all right. right. And thinking about what it is that I wanted to share with you this morning, family, it's just a few things. I wonder what Jesus would say to GT Church. What would Jesus say to us? 
As 2018 is wrapping up, what would be the message straight from the heart of our Savior? What is it that he would want to make sure that young and old know for sure? We live in a day and time, family, when everything is being questioned. Everything. And it's not just non-believers that are questioning. Everyone is questioning. Is the Bible still relevant? Does it matter that you go to church or belong to a church? Hi, Max. Hi. How you doing? He's like, he's my buddy, so he's like, I know him. Hi, Max. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta get, no, I talked about you guys being distracted. I, yeah, I get. <laughs> Does it still matter? Should we still be gathering? Is it important that a body of believers gather together on a regular basis? What is it, family? What is it that we should be doing? What is it that we should be about? And so I want to talk to you from my heart this morning, family, about what it is that I believe Jesus would say to GT Church. First, I believe Jesus would say to you and to me, you matter. And I want you to hear my heart this morning, my family. For any of you that have ever struggled, and th does anyone see me, and does anyone know me? What's up, Ed? No, that's okay. That's all right. For all, any one of you, for all of you that have, have struggled, and see? It's cool from up here, isn't it? It's cool. For any one of you that have ever struggled, do I matter? Does anyone see my life? It's just little old me. Am I making any kind of difference at all? The way I live my life, does it really matter? The things that I like and the things that I dislike, the things that I'm a part of and the things that I'm not a part of, does it really, really matter? And I believe the heart of Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't want him to knock the pumpkin. Okay, but you're still in the show. You're still in the show. You're still in the show. <laughs> it's like, I want to be up there. <laughs> Does it matter what I do? Does it matter how I live? The things that I stand up for, the things that I say I'm for. And the things that I say I'm against, does it matter? Does anyone give a rip, really? I believe the heart of our Savior. And if you'll listen this morning, family, please, I'm asking you today to listen beyond my words, okay? If you'll listen this morning and let the Holy Spirit speak to you in a way that I can. I want you to hear the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning, you matter. You matter. The things that you're involved in and your comings and goings and at school and at work and in your neighborhood, you matter. 
the things that you have been through, the things, family, that you have overcome by the help of Jesus Christ, your story matters. I believe another thing that Jesus would say to us today, and again, family, hear my heart and hear the heart of the Savior this morning. I believe the word of the Lord for us today is love one another. Would you turn to the person beside you and listen? You might be uncomfortable, and isn't it okay, isn't it okay to be uncomfortable at times? Come on, it's not just about being comfortable. Would you turn to the person on either side of you and say, I may not know you, tell them, I may not know you, but I love you. Tell them on either side, or I do know you. I know you, and I love, <laughs> because, because truth be told, Jeannie, isn't the truth be told, I do know you and I love you. It can be more difficult, right? At times, oh no, I know you and I still love you. <laughs> I believe the word of the Lord to us this morning would be to love one another. Family, what does the word of God say about how the world will know who we worship? How will the world know who we follow? How is Joe Blow or Ann, I don't know what the woman version of that would be, but how is a non-believer supposed to look at us? What should be some distinguishing characteristics, according to the Bible, that, that, that they should see in our lives? They will know that we are his followers by our what? By our love. The way that you and I, the way that you and I disagree should look worlds apart from the way someone who doesn't know Jesus disagrees. Like, because we're not always going to agree. We know that, right, family? But how it looks and how it sounds, I believe this, that when believers, when people in God's family disagree, there should, there should be any moment in that disagreement where we can press pause and still see Jesus being glorified. That we might disagree, we might, I, I see it this way and I see, but no matter what family, at any point in that disagreement, if we hit the pause button, the door should always be open, Bill, for love. So many times throughout the word of God, we're instructed by Jesus and we're instructed by Paul and we're instructed by John to love one another. And in a day and time family when even Christians are questioning the relevancy of the Bible. In a day and time when Christians are questioning should we, is the church even important anymore? 
Like, does it matter that uh, there's a large gathering of people? Like, what, And I want to tell you th- this morning, family, I want you to hear from my heart that it does matter. It matters how we treat one another. It matters what we do with our spare time and with our non-spare time. We're commanded to love one another. Why? Because love can see past our differences. Love can say you and I together can make much more of an impact than we can separately. It's the love of Jesus Christ that binds us together as a family. Can I get an amen? Amen. It's his love that we have in common. It's his love family that helps us do what he's called us to do. I believe the word of the Lord to us today is that you matter. And that we have to make sure that we're known. The distinction between us is, man, those people really love one another. They're not buying into the fact that, hey, that white people and black people, they can't get together. Look around this room. We've broken that stereotype. Amen, family. We've broken that lie and we rail against that lie that all Christians want to do is get together and squabble and they'll know that we are his followers, that we are his disciples by our radical, grace-filled love for one another. I believe Jesus would say to us this morning, love one another. I believe Jesus would say to us this morning, family, to not forget who you are. Who does the Bible say the light of the world is? According to the word of God, who does the Bible say, who did Jesus say is the light of the world? Us. And I want you to think about that this morning, family. Jesus came to bring light to the world. The world that was hopeless and helpless and dark. But Jesus flipped the script. And he said, I came to bring light. I came to bring knowledge. I came to bring understanding. But he flipped the script and he said, you, you are the light of the world. And I want to tell you this morning, family, that any time the light runs away from the darkness, if there's ever a time where the light is grossed out, how darkness is behaving, if there's any time where light thinks what we need is to just shield ourselves away from the darkness, any time the light, any time we as carriers of the light think that we need to be separated away from the darkness, the darkness wins. It only takes a little bit of light to dispel a whole bunch of darkness. You are the light of the world. You are the ones 
who are called not to go out there and kick down doors and not to go out there and and beat people over the head with the Bible and not to go out there and proclaim yourself as judge and jury. Where to go out into the darkness, family, and shine. And what's that look like? You and I being light. What does that look like? Every day, family, we're faced when we're given the opportunity to lose heart when we watch the news, when we hear about what's happening in our schools, when we hear about crime rates and poverty rates. When we look around and we see the injustice, every day we have the opportunity to say this, family. Look, every day we have the opportunity to say, phew, somebody should do something. I can't, oh, I can't wait till Jesus comes back and gets us out of here. Whew, every day we have the, the choice to just say, I'm just going to sit and wait until Jesus comes and rescues us out of this. I believe Jesus would say to us today, family, you are the light of the world. And Jesus said it so beautifully in Matthew, family, that there was a crowd of people and he's in the midst of this crowd of people. And Jeanette, he took some time in his way to start observing individuals and to start observing little families and little gatherings. And the Bible tells us that his heart was moved with compassion. As he observed these throngs of people, what Jesus said was this family. They are like sheep without a shepherd. They're lost. They're lost. And he said, I'm giving you the authority to go to the lost. You have my backing. You have my spirit in you. My Holy Spirit is in you so that you don't have to try to manufacture the power on your own. My spirit, my very spirit is in you so that you can go to that one that is ready to give up. So that you can go and you can say, There is hope. There is hope. And this gathering together, family, of the church is nothing if it's not a bunch of people that are gathering together to receive hope and then to share and give hope away. People need to know, family, that Jesus is the answer. 
And the way they know that, the way they see that family, is by us letting our light shine. I believe Jesus would remind us we are the light of the world. Something else I believe Jesus would say to us. Is this family? I love you. And I want you to do me a favor if you would. If you would just right now, and like I said, the kids are here and we love it. If you would just right now, just for a moment, would you just close your eyes? And I want you to hear the Lord say that to you personally. I love you. But Jesus, I'm still struggling with this. And Jesus, what about that? And I don't understand this, Jesus. And what I want you to hear the Lord saying to you this morning, you individually. I love you. Everything that you're in may not make sense right now. Everything that you've been through that you're still waiting for answers on and praying for answers on and hoping for answers on all of those concerns and all of those worries and those things that, that you're taking to him daily in prayer, they can sometimes distract us from the truth. And so I want you to hear the Lord saying to you, I love you. I love you. You can open your eyes, my family. Finally, the last thing, and there's many, many things, and I, I just wanted to share a few of them. Finally, family, I want you to hear your Lord and your Savior asking you this question. Do you love me? It's settled. I've proven it. I've proven it that I love you. But I'm asking you this morning, do you love me? There's so many things, family, that vie for our attention, that vie for our energy, that vie for our money, that hear your Savior this morning asking you, not as a church, not as a congregation, not as a, 
but asking you individually now. I love you. But do you love me? And how, how do we answer that question, family? I know there have been times in my life where it's like, yes, Jesus, I love you, but. <laughs> yes, Jesus. I love you. But what does my life look like? More than my words. Do people see me obeying the one that I say I have given my life to? Do people look at me and do they see me behaving like they've heard Jesus behave? Do people, when they look at you, when they see us, do they, do they answer, could they answer that question for us? Does so-and-so love Jesus? I don't know, she's pretty, <laughs> I don't know. Does he love Jesus? I'm not sure. Do you love me? I wanted to wrap this service up this morning in this way, family. I want to call everybody back to our number one priority. I, I, it, it's my desire this morning that as we go and play games and eat food and fellowship, and I hope that you'll get to know people that you don't know and we'll just have a good time. But it's, it's my intention this morning to gather everybody back home to the number one purpose of why we're a family. Do you love Jesus? Do you love the things that Jesus loves? Are you about the business that Jesus was about? And so here's what I wanna do, family. I wanna create a whole bunch of chaos right now, okay? So are, are you ready? Are you ready? I wanna create a whole bunch of chaos. It's gonna be, but I want everybody to try to get as close to me as you possibly can. Okay, a whole bunch of chaos. It's okay to have chaos at church, all right? I want everybody to just get in as close as you possibly can. And there's, gather on around, gather on around. A bunch of chaos, it's okay. It's okay, a bunch of, yes, yes. Come on up, come on up. Gather around behind me and gather, absolutely. Get as close, get as close as you possibly can. Come on up, you guys. Everybody, make it tight, you guys. We're a family, so gather in nice and tight, okay?
here's what I want to do, my beautiful family. Besides create a bunch of chaos, <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to just take a moment and I want you to look at each other, okay? I want you to look at each other. I want you to look at, look into the faces of the hope of Decatur, the light of Decatur. so blessed you guys because we're so blessed because there are a lot of great churches in our city there are a lot of pastors and church families that are in our city that are doing the work of the ministry <coughs> but I want you to look into each other's faces today and I want you to realize how much we need one another I want you to realize family how None of us individually can do what God has called us to do in our city. But together, we can continue to shine the light. And so I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you all. Because I don't want you to be distracted. I want you to be discouraged from the true purpose that you're here. I know you've been through some terrible losses. I know you've had things that have challenged your faith. I know that. You matter to him. you I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you and your family so that you never forget the real reason that you're here the real reason that we're a family would you bow your heads Jesus thank you thank you for your hand of blessing and favor being upon us all, God. But God, we're not gathered together asking for more stuff. God, give us more, give us more, give us more. You have been faithful. Can we shout that, family? God is faithful. We're not asking you for more blessings, for more stuff, God. God, stir us up to make a difference us up, God, to carry the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ out of this building for Jesus and to people who this morning are ready to give up. Help us share the good news of your love and your kindness and your forgiveness, God. Help us to not chase after every wind of doctrine and all this weird stuff, God, but help us keep our focus on what really matters. What really matters is that you are the son of the most high God and you came and you lived and you loved and you 
and you rose again and your spirit is in us Jesus your spirit is in us to change this world family would you say here am I Jesus use me God I pray for husbands today that your power and your strength would be in them in a way that they've never experienced before, God. We thank you for a, a remnant of men that are willing to count the cost, God. That are willing to lead this revolution in our city, Lord Jesus. I thank you for strong women, Lord Jesus, who know who they are in you. Who know that your calling is upon their lives, God. I thank you that you will use them to do powerful things. I thank you for our children, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our children, this generation, God that you have marked for your purpose. We say, God, not one of them will be lost. They belong to you. We will be your church, Jesus. We will be the church that you come back for without spot or wrinkle or blemish. A church that is found faithful in you, Lord Jesus, doing the work of our Father until you come find our hands busy doing your work, Jesus. Would you say it again, family? Here I am, Jesus. Use me. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done and for what's in front of us, God, for our best days still being in front of us, Lord Jesus, that we are living on purpose that glorious day when you return. Find us faithful, Jesus. We know that you love us. Help us to live our lives in a way that demonstrate that we love you. More than words, God, more than words. Help us to live our lives in a way that demonstrates to the world that we love you. love you and we thank you Jesus one final thing family this building is just a place where we gather it's so important to me in this day and in this hour that you know that you are the church this is just a building we could meet in a barn we could meet we could meet in an airport hangar we can meet our loyalty and our faithfulness is to the gospel of Jesus Christ amen family amen. you so so in a way that you believe it would you say I am the church I am the church I matter to Jesus I matter to Jesus use me Lord to change this world. I am the church. Use me, Jesus, to change this world. Can we take a minute and just give him some crazy praise right now?
love you, Jesus. <laughs> A little bit of chaos is all right at church. <laughs> dismiss you family I would be remiss if I didn't give people an opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior so just one more time would you bow your head and close your eyes and if you're here you're watching and you've heard us make these declarations that we are the church I don't want you to feel like an outsider. I don't want you to feel like we're some special qualified group. All of us are sinners saved by grace. Can I get an amen? We're sinners saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so if you're here or you're watching and you have, you have never invited Jesus to come in and show you how to live, to empower you, how to live if you never remember a time where you surrendered your plans and your will and your life your very life to Jesus I want to give you that opportunity to join his church to receive forgiveness of all your sins and to become the body of Jesus Christ a part of his glorious body his glorious church would you say this would you say dear Jesus I admit it, I'm a sinner. But I ask you today to come into my life. Take away all my sins. Take away all that guilt, all those regrets. Teach me, Jesus, how to live in obedience to you. I belong to you, Jesus, today and forevermore. In your name I pray, amen. Let's celebrate people giving their lives to Jesus today. I love you, my beautiful family. Pastor Beth got some instructions for us. All right, well, praise the Lord. Okay, well, we ask you just to stay in here for just a couple more minutes for a few final details. You know, as Pastor Matt was talking about us being the church and us making a difference, I will tell you, that it was, I mean, I was 19 when it happened, but somebody was the church to me in a line waiting at a restaurant. And so I do have to tell you that you are the church everywhere you go. I was invited by a random stranger to attend a church service. The person just asked me out of the blue if I would like to come to church with them. I was 19 years old and I actually said yes to going to church with a stranger. And that was how I ended up giving my life to Jesus when I was 19. And that lady in that line at Perkins on Pershing Road in Decatur, Illinois, was the church to me. Amen? And my life has been changed ever since then. So I would encourage you, be the church. Make a difference. God is not asking for a perfect church. He's asking for a, a usable church. Amen? And
and that he will perfect you in due time. But we just want to encourage you to be used by him and he will use you to change the lives of people.